News. The Trivia Music Show. Of your favorite pop stars. Hey, hey, how you feeling out there? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Pop Muse, the pop music trivia show of your favorite stars. And we've got some world-class icons in the international and national stages fill you in on. And of course, let's see if you know as much as you think you know about your favorite stars in music. I'm your host, TJ Reed, and of course, I got my bro, Yoon Chi. What's going on, baby? Hey, TJ, I've got a question for you today. So what type of music do you think are balloons afraid of? Come again? So, what type of music are balloons afraid of? Probably pop music, right? Oh, wow, that's quick. Good one. Yeah, it's pop music. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, you, get, you get the cheese award for that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm not a big fan of cheese, but okay. Yeah. I'll take it. So I guess you got somebody that's afraid of balloons that you're going to present today or what? <laughs> Just some <laughs> random thing that I saw came across these days. So you've got somebody special you want to share with us today? Yeah, I've got a super famous Chinese female musician to share today. But she's actually not just famous as a musician. She also has a lot of classic characters from many big movies in China. Okay, so she's a hot star. Right, hot star as a musician and an, and an actress as well. Man, that's, that's the perfect combination and be, a beautiful blend, well, I would it? say. Yeah, for sure. That's my dream job, actually. <laughs> Not as a host. <laughs> to be an actor and a musician, I think that's pretty awesome. It was Jackie Chan as well, right? <laughs> for Action sure. Movies. And I got a special artist that I would like to present today. I think most people have heard of this individual. And I was a bit reluctant at first when I first heard this person's music, to be honest. But with time, this person won me over with their wonderful style and just their execution. Interesting. Everything. Thing is just yeah. I'm, I'm, so now I guess I could say I'm I'm a fan of this person. Was music. there a particular reason for you to be reluctant to listen to his music? <laughs> well, I guess we'll have to find out on the show. Wow, so that's on the facts. <laughs> so yeah, let's get let's get right to it. But before we get started, guys, I just wanted to point out that again, most of the facts right. that we find are online. These artists' lives are always updating, and if there are any facts that need to be checked. Please send us a message, a comment. Get back to us. Let us know, and we can be sure to update everyone on the next episode. Here's a question for you: Think you know all there is to know about some of your top music celebs? Think again. We'll find out on Pop Muse, the trivia music show of your favorite pop stars. Tune into the conversation and discover some fun and shocking details about some of the world's household names in music. Check it out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your favorite podcast. So, with no further ado, if you guys are ready, let's get it on. Fact number one, and this is according to ClassicRockHistory.com, and this is an information platform of celebrity musicians. This artist was named or born. Peter Jean Bayot Hernandez. <laughs> Bit of a mouthful, I know,、yeah. but that was this person's、uh, birth name. And uh, this uh, individual started singing at the age of two, and、uh, apparently has a musical family. Singing start at the age of two. At the age of two. I think a lot of people just barely started to <laughs> speak. 
<laughs> right. So that just lets you know that there's a lot of music in this person's uh, life. Um, his father was a band leader. Okay. So, and his mother was a hula dancer. A hula dancer. A hula dancer. Very musical little, family. A little bit of a clue there for those who are inclined. Okay, I think that's how that this musician was able to to sing at age of two because normally the little babies copy the sounds from their parents. Exactly. And yeah, it's because the parents are constantly making musical sounds. So instead <laughs> of saying daddy, right? They started right. by singing. Well, singing Michael Jackson and uh, Bobby Brown and Babyface. These were some of the top uh, three, or I guess you could say a few of this um, artist's influences mm. in music. At the age of four, he began performing uh, huh. five times a week with wow. his family's band. And Already called, making money. <laughs> yeah, or at least the family was, called The Love Notes. This was the name of the family band. So, wow. yeah. Really interesting. He's the baby of six children. So they have a really big family. Mm. Yeah. Was yeah. he the youngest one? That's the... He was the baby. So, yes, he was the youngest one. Wow. So, yeah, as I mentioned before, lots of music in the, the family roots. And I think this comes to as no surprise at this point of the show. I mean, if your family is into music, there's a really good chance that it's just in your DNA. And when you were in the womb, you were listening to music and you were probably dancing a little bit in the womb. And then when you came out, you're just... <laughs> That's how you're kicking your mom, right? <laughs> right, it's right. It's not the kicking, it's the kicking. dancing. <laughs> it's the dancing, it's right. The t- it's the tap dancing. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting his rhythm down, you know. Right, but of, before we move on to the next fact, can yeah. you just... Very quickly, repeat. What's the born name, the birth name for this musician again? <laughs> okay, it's Peter Peter Jean Bayot Hernandez. Okay, in case that wrong any bells for you. Got that. <laughs> Moving on, we're gonna go to fact number two, and this is according to Wikipedia and thefactsite.com. His stage name came from a chubby wrestling legend named Samartino because mm. he was chubby as a kid. So I guess he resembled this wrestler a lot. And another part of his name came from the fact that people told him that he was out of this world when he performed. So that's another, I guess, uh, as a kid. So that's something else that, I mean, he must have been a phenomenal singer as a kid to get all of this praise from different people. So moving on a little bit more towards when he starts to grow up a little bit. At the age of 13, this singer moved to L.A. to pursue um, a career in show business. But according to this source, after a few roles, he tried out for some TV shows and such as the Mickey Mouse Club and Home Improvement. He got discouraged from the lack of opportunities. So that unfortunately didn't work out. And that must be really frustrating to, you yeah, know, to for go. For someone that who started his life yeah. as a prodigy in music and Pretty performing. Much. Yeah. And it doesn't work out. I mean, he starts to make you kind of question your ability, your future, and all of these things. Um, in school, this is a kind of a, a, a kind of a cool note here. At the age of fifteen, I feel like he's a, a ladies' man in the making. He had a massive crush on his teacher, who was twice his age at the time, or over twice his age, and he wrote her a love letter with his mother's wedding ring in it. Which was, classic. which was stolen Very time. classic. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess the, the, the teacher ended up, you know, telling the mom and giving the, you know, gave right. the ring back to his mother. But, 
man. I wonder. I wonder how he got that ring because normally I said he stole it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But isn't his mom supposed to be wearing the ring? I mean, twenty four seven. You know, it's different for different people. I mean, some people wear the ring, some people don't. Sometimes they put it on a necklace. Some people,、ah. you know, it's different. And that's something that I, I discovered out here in、uh, in China. Actually, there are a lot of people who are、like、married. Necklace. Well, they just don't wear a ring at all, and so me being American, I think, oh well, she she must be available,、ah, and so I start talking to this person, you, and it's、TJ. like I'm actually married, and I look at her hand like, well, you're not wearing、uh, a ring. <laughs> where's your disclaimer? Right. <laughs> so yeah, I guess for you know different people have different.、Um, well, but very bold for him as a 15 year old teenager. Mm. While claiming your love, no, confessing your love、Man. to your teacher. I think that's pretty extreme, though. I mean, I've I've had crushes on my teachers in the past, but to well, to present them with a ring, I'm not proud of. But I think that's the same same experience for me as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only whispering this. All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell anyone. <laughs> Must be a guy thing. I think we all at some point have a crush、oh, on a teacher、yeah. at some point. I wonder if that's the same for the girls. So they might have a crush for the the male teachers. Yeah, that's a good question. I guess we got to invite a lady on the show to talk、mm. about that, right? <laughs> Yeah, so anyone interested, please. <laughs> so moving right along, a little bit more about this fact here.、Um, after his parents divorced, which might explain why she wasn't wearing the ring, by the way, this artist lived in poverty. They lived in the slums of their、um, community on the back of a car, on rooftops, and in an abandoned bird zoo called Paradise Park, where his father、hmm. used to work before it closed, and. This kind of reminds me of.、Uh, I mean, I guess there's a a big film kind of about this scenario where with Will Smith and his son, and where、uh, it was the called pursuit、uh, the pursuit of happiness, right. right? Where there was just like anything that、Classic. can go wrong just went wrong, and there were the time when they were homeless, and you know I, the part that kind of shattered me was when he was in that public bathroom and his son was there, and he had to like pretend, oh right, yeah, pretend that they were just like playing or you know in a club, you know, some type of.、Um, I can't remember. Yeah, I think he、excuse. was playing something at night. Yeah, to, to, to pretend. Right. Well, with this star, I think that it was really tough at some point. But、totally. as you as you mentioned, you know, with some of these guys, it's like you have to come from a really dark place. And they, I think that this is something that's used for a lot of these guys to propel them forward, and where you don't take losing or failure as an option because it's like. I'm not going back to the rooftop, or I'm not going back to、mm. you know the、uh, the back of a car. I think for、know? some for some people,、uh, the case is that after you have gone through such an experience and stage,、yeah. you're not afraid of that,、mm. right? Because when you are facing the problem, you don't think about what if I fail. You think about like I have already been there. Yeah, I've been there. What、exactly. do I have to lose? So they say. That when you hit rock bottom, you, there's only one way you can go, and that's it's up. going up. That's right. So or、I、even lower. That... <laughs> <laughs> that's not the bottom, bro. Yeah, man. I guess you could always sink a bit lower. <laughs> so let's move on to fact number three. This is according to Classic Rock History and Wikipedia. This artist, in 2013, when he started to get involved more into music. He told Rolling Stone magazine that record executives had trouble categorizing him because、mm. of his mixed ancestry. 
and consequently, uh, they were unsure which radio stations would play his songs. So, like, which ethnic group would he appeal to? Would he appeal to black people? Would he appeal to white people? And so, because of this confusion, he said that this was a really tough time in his um, experience, and it was was one of his lowest points because they it just like if he felt like he said, "quote a mutant." Because he didn't feel like he was a person that was like they didn't know how to uh, mm. advertise him, to market him. And so it was just a really, really tough time in his career. And I think that that's unfortunate because <laughs> music should speak for itself, right? I mean, it's, it, we all hear that it's a universal language. But to be, to not, you know, for have certain radio stations not sure where to play your music and because of just because of who you are. It just seems like it would be a really frustrating experience. And yeah, you would feel like you're like, there's something wrong with you as a person. I think that's nothing personal because I think they the the radio stations, they had trouble categorizing the genre of his music. Mm. I mean, is he like a rap musician or? Let's, let's go a little bit more about that situation. Okay. He also um, changed his name, obviously his stage name. And a lot of stars do this, but one of the motivations yeah. behind this star changing his name was because the birth he name. wanted to avoid being stereotyped. Uh, and because he had such a, you know, long name or a Hispanic name, he didn't want to be only aired on Hispanic or, you know, Latin stations. He wanted to have his music appeal to, well, everyone. But because of that, he had to change. He felt he had to change his name to something that was a lot easier for people to understand and that would appeal to literally everyone. And again, a name is something that's important. That's something that's close to you. It's it's you know part of your uh, identity, and it's also uh, tied to your your lineage, your family. And to change that, I think can also be a big decision for I a lot of stars. You always have to do that. Just think about in history, the Chinese. Uh, so there were like a couple of Chinese in the history. They wanted to promote Chinese martial arts and mm-hmm. some Chinese culture. They didn't go with Li Xiaolong or Chen Long, but <laughs> instead they went with Bruce Lee and Jackie Chan, right? So that's the names that you have yeah, heard. Yeah, that's heard of, that's that's right. Yeah, they never. If you go with like Li Xiaolong or Chen Long, there, I don't think the audience or the majority of the Americans they would ever remember that name. But you know, there's a little bit of a difference there because those guys, at least in their country of origin, or the, their distant relatives, or their their ans- right. people of their ancestry, can still they can still be big in those respective countries under their original names. Right. And so, for them coming or breaking over into Hollywood or a dif- different uh, a different country, it's just a means to an end. It's just okay. I'll give you guys a phony name that you guys like, so that I can get you know some more exposure, some more fame, get some of that money, you know. But you still have recognition as elsewhere too. So, I mean, I, I get what you're saying, but it's, from that standpoint, there's still uh, a little bit of a difference. This guy, this is all he has. I mean, this was the only place that he's trying to blow up. And so being a citizen of this country, the U.S., and it's like they didn't know where to put his music. Like, who are we going right. to play your music for? I could see where he would be a little bit um, annoyed. Yeah, it could frustrated. be slightly different because he, I think he was born in the States. Right, right. And he had like Hispanic origin in his family. Yeah, uh, Puerto Rican and Filipino. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. So that's something that's, I think these ethnic groups are underrepresented in the world of music. So that's something else that 
he probably struggled with a lot. But, yeah, by the time of this musician, I think it was underrepresented. But now, the Latin music, <laughs> reggaeton, is actually getting a lot of coverage and pop popularity now. Yeah, you're right. You're right. right. It's come a long way for sure. Another side note here: he was once a DJ for a very short period of time, because okay. apparently, and this is according to Entertainment Weekly. He didn't know anything about DJing, so it was a job that he took when he moved to LA to, to launch his career. Right, and uh, he had to do like most stars, some odd jobs to make it happen. And he took a job as a DJ, yeah, had no idea, had no idea how to do it, and he got fired like immediately. <laughs> so <laughs> it's kind of interesting after you know who this person is, and then you know knowing that they didn't know how to DJ, it's kind of uh, kind of funny. It's a legitimate, it's a legitimate <laughs> firing. <laughs> Yeah, according to him. Also, he writes songs for other artists. So he's、uh, very skilled. He not only wrote songs for himself, but he wrote for some other big names such as Jay Z,、uh, Kanye West, the song、okay. "Lift Off," Adam Lambert, "Never Close Our Eyes," Adele, "All I Ask," Flo Rida featuring Keisha, "Right Round," and a lot more. And he's done. Really notable、uh, collaborations with Snoop Dogg, B.O.B., Wiz Khalifa, CeeLo Green, and more、wow. and more, and Eminem, just to name a few. So he's like the collaboration king, I would say. So you've seen this person, you know, with a lot of different stars, really electric. It's kind of like、uh, David Tao, the musician that we have covered in the previous episodes, because、uh-huh. when, well, I, I mean, for his case, he studied his mu- career in music、yeah. as a producer and composer for other musicians. Okay. Yeah, and for a lot of like big names like Jay Chou.、Mm, mm, mm. Right, right, right. Well, I said a, a lot of big names, and I only thought of one. That's <laughs> 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 okay. I know what you yeah, meant. Yeah, I know what you、yeah. meant. <laughs> I know where you're going with that point. <laughs> so I think that actually brings me to the end of the facts that I'm going to give you. There's a lot more that I left out, but I didn't want to make it that easy on you because、so. I'm already on streak four or five. Because <laughs> you've been doing、yeah. really good lately, getting my artists right, and I want to make sure that this one's a little bit of a challenge、Darn、for、it. you. So. <laughs> If you had to guess, based off of what I gave you, who would you say this person is?、Um, so this musician, he's currently still alive, is he? He's currently still alive. Yes. Oh. <laughs> it would be a lot. That was、easier. such a sinister laugh, wasn't it? It was like a、it、villain, would... <laughs> a villain in a really bad movie. <laughs> yeah, TJ is raising the difficulty for the game for into here. Well, you got the clock's ticking. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, from the first fact that he's done like a family band, right, 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 because like that's what Michael Jackson did with the Jackson Five, right? Okay, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> But I don't think Michael Jackson's mother was a hula dancer, you know. <laughs> no, well, I didn't know anything about his mother, <laughs> so that would be a legitimate and a possible guess for me.、Mm. But、um, for this one, he has Hispanic origin. Um. I actually have no. <laughs> you have no idea. Come、I'm、on, not, you gotta、I'm、give me、clueless. a name, any kind、clueless. of name. Yunchi is clueless, folks. I think、wow. I'm going to give him a break and let him know who this star is. Give me a mercy of ending my streak. Yes. <laughs> so this artist is、hmm. 
Bruno Mars. What? <laughs> it's Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars. There are so many facts we can talk about Bruno Mars, <laughs> and this is what I get. <laughs> Bruno Mars has earned numerous awards and honors throughout his career, including 11 Grammy Awards, three Brit Awards, four Guinness World Records, and nine American and ten Soul Train Music Awards. In 2011, he became he made Time Magazine's 100 list, and his former songwriting record producing team, the Smeezingtons, earned several accolades. In 2014, this artist topped Forbes Magazine's 30 Under 30 list. And I knew if I had said that this artist was from Hawaii or any of those places, and I left that out intentionally because I knew that if I'd said that, it would have been. You know, a big, I guess. Extra, extra hard for today's (laughs) musician. But yes, it was a little bit hard. I think the biggest clue might have been the fact that he was half Filipino, half uh, Puerto Rican. And that's something that a lot of people are aware about this specific star. But but yes, I agree. Might have been a bit of a challenge. The collaboration king, I call him. I think that's something else because he collaborates with a lot of musicians. I think that could be like a a taping information for some of the audience there. I think so, especially with collaborations with Snoop Dogg, B.O.B. He's got that really popular, beautiful girls all over the world, world. right? And then Wiz Khalifa, so what we get drunk, so Mm. what we we don't sleep. Okay, not we're this just one. having fun. Oh yeah, we don't care who's now. Sees. It rings a bell. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's done lots of different songs, and I got a few tracks that I would like to play today. Unfortunately, some of my personal favorites are not in the database. <laughs> First up, I got one of his collaborations with Bob that I attempted to sing earlier, and that was "Nothing on You," followed by "Locked Out of Heaven." And if there's time, we'll play "When I Was Your Man." Check it out. Beautiful girls all over the world. I could be chasing, but my time would be wasted. They got nothing on you, baby. Yeah. Nothing on you. Not, not, baby. Not, nothing on you, baby. Not, nothing on you. Yeah. I know you feel where I'm coming from. Regardless of the things in my past that I've done. Most of it really was for the hell of the fun. On a carousel, so around I spun. I'm a son, and so I lost more than I had ever won, and honestly, I ended up with none. There's so much nonsense, it's on my conscience, I'm thinking maybe I should get it out, and I don't want to sound redundant, but I was wondering if there was something that you wanted to know, but never mind that, we should let it go, we don't want to be a TV episode, and all the bad thoughts just let it go. Mr. Fantastic, stop. 
Now think about I've it. I've been to London, I've been yeah. to Paris, yeah. even way out there in Tokyo. Tokyo. Back home down in Georgia, yeah. to New Orleans, yeah. but you always did the show. And just like that girl, you got me froze. Like a Nintendo 64. If you never knew, well, now you know.
same bed, but it feels just a little bit bigger now. Our song on the radio, but it don't sound the same. When our friends talk about you, all it does is just tear me down. Cause my heart breaks a little when I hear your name. It all just sounds like That was When I Was Your Man by Bruno Mars. Love that song. Right. That song is like super famous, super well known here in China. Because, yeah. because a lot of Chinese people like listening to sad songs. <laughs> <laughs> ballads, right? The, right, the ballads. Yeah. That was, this one had like a, a, a 70s style. I kind of saw uh, Stevie Wonder when I saw this um, music video because he was wearing the, you know, the shades that Stevie would normally wear hmm. and he was playing the piano and. And it just had that kind of um, feel to it. Really? And I, I guess... The, the feel from this music, I think I picture it quite different from the style. You got to watch Stevie the video. Wonder. You got to watch the video. So it's the music video, not really the music itself. Yeah, it's the, it's the music video. It has a kind of a 
seven it's got a songs in the key of life kind of feel to it and also it was i guess it was about a really low point in his relationship with the girl that he's i think he's still dating to this day mm-hmm. and um he had a fear that they were gonna break up and he was gonna lose her so that's when well, he wrote i can this tell song. about this part yeah yeah for sure so yun chi who you got for us today Right. As I've told you, she's like a super famous musician slash actress mm. in China. And she's actually from Hong Kong. Well, that's an help you to narrow down the options there. A lot of them are from Hong Kong, so not really. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start with her international fame. All right. Right. So she was, she was invited to perform for the 2010 Asia Games in Guangzhou. And because of her performance there, she was later selected for a special stamped Issued by China Post for the event, along with Li. Wait, Yuzhuang. wait, wait! She was stamped. I'm sorry. Can stamped, you say the, the, the stamp? Stamp of approval. Like, okay, of the, the you're post. good. And then there's another stamp if you're bad, or like, what? What, what do you mean by she was you know, stamped? Like the, the stamps for when you send a letter. The stamps for you. You stick it. Oh, okay. So, so okay. This kind of stamp. Okay, okay. So she made it onto like a, a stamp in here in China. Right, and internationally. So this musician, she joined a Hollywood agency called Creative Artists in 2008. So she's a colleague with a lot of like international big names like David Beckham, okay. Beyonce, Brad Pitt, Jackie Chan, Tom Tom Cruise, Nicole Kidman. Oh wow! So she's、All、been、right. working with a lot of these big celebrities internationally. Okay, cool. Wow, sounds like she's got a really cool job working with the stars. Right, it's just like for TJ, and you can go when you go back, and you can tell your family and friends that I worked with Ring Chi before, <laughs> and they're gonna be like, "Oh, who the hell is that guy?" <laughs> right, and、uh, so that was about her、um, international recognition. All right. And this musician, she actually has quite an interesting upbringing and family background. So her mother is half Chinese, a quarter German and a quarter Persian. Oh wow! And her father is half Welsh and half Chinese. Okay, so, so very mixed ancestry yeah, here. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's kind of、oh, might be pretty hot. Sometimes when you have all this mixture going on, it's、uh, indeed it's a good look. So now we are actually moving to the next fact. Fact number three. It's about her. Acting experience. She's super famous for acting tons. I would. I'm not gonna say tons, but like a lot of ugly roles. Odd lead roles. Ugly roles in the movie. At least two, as I remembered. So there were like two extremely famous movies that she took ugly roles, female roles from these movies. Oh wait, you said ugly roles. Yes. Where she's ugly. So she's not ugly, but the role that she's taking <laughs> is ugly. And she, so she is pretty in person, but in the movies for her roles, for her characters,、uh-huh. she, in the movies she had to wear braces to pretend to to be a person that has the overbite problem, or as、uh. we speak in the previous episodes, the explosive teeth. <laughs> That actually. I happen out- to think braces are sexy. Is it? <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah, I think some sometimes it could look good. I mean, depending on you know. Oh right. Yeah, I think she. It's w- got the pink or the blue or rubber yeah. bands on them. Yeah, I think she wore a s- gear that's similar to a brace. It's not for correcting your tooth, but、mm-hmm. instead it make your mouth look like you got the the overbite problem. 
Okay, so yeah. it's something that makes the the, the 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 mouth, the lip look bigger. Oh wow! But not in the sexy way. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm, I've ever seen that before. Yeah, so it's a huge contrast because she's pretty in person, but mm. yeah, she kind of intentionally. She's she's kind of famous for acting all these ugly female roles. Yes. So word on the street. <laughs> I don't think it's word on the street. I think it's confirmed. She had a crush with this comedian. Uh, so he's huge in China and Hong Kong, Stephen Chow. Uh-huh. So she's had a crush with him, and he has been the main character in all these comedy films. And that could be the reason why she was sacrificing her image、mm. to play to be the lead female actress, just to be with him. Oh wow! I think later she was. I think later she was in a relationship with Stephen Chow. Yeah. So、okay. for those of you don't, if you don't know Stephen Chow, just picture him as the Asian or the Chinese version of Jim Carrey. <laughs> <laughs> then you would have a. Then you would have an idea of how this、uh, Hong Kong comedian would look like. Okay, so he's really expressive with his face. Very expressive. <laughs> So, so she has a sense of humor then. <laughs> yeah. So in total, this musician or slash actress as well, she has starred in more than forty movies. Oh my goodness! So she's more of an actress than a singer. I I don't have the number of the music that she's done, but I think she has done plenty music as well.、Mm. Yeah. But that's why that's why I said she's she's famous as a musician as well as an actress. Okay. Yes.、Wow. Just to name a few movies here. So in tw- in 2004, she was in this Hollywood production, Around the World in 80 Days with Jackie Chan.、Mm-hmm. And she was in this Thai horror movie. Well, I never. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't really like horror movies, but especially Thai or Korean, yeah, Japanese they, horror movies. They're actually really good. That's why. Yeah. <laughs>、right? Yeah. They're worth the name horror. So she was in this Thai horror movie, The Coffin. Mm. And、uh, so she, then she was the female lead in Keanu Reeves' first director film. Also, he, he played the main role there. It's called The Man of Tai Chi. Man of Tai Chi. I just watched that movie. Oh, really? Yes. So.、Uh, oh, okay. Okay. I'm trying. TJ to... has a clue now. Well, I know I, I can. There's a there's a really attractive、uh, lady in that. Was she the lead actress? Yes, she was the lead actress. So you know her face, but but I didn't know I didn't know she was a musician. I'm starting to draw a closer picture of who this might be. Uh, and, and again, I'm just going because I'm a movie person. So、um, <laughs> if there's、uh, there were t- actually two female leads in that movie, so it's really、uh, and there's two, and I'm trying to figure yeah, out. Yeah, TJ is still thinking about the last fact because <laughs> <laughs> that's that's really honestly that's the、right. only that's the only one I got. You know,、yeah. so. Okay, in this case, I have one last fact for you. It's probably not going to help, but just to paint a more. A ballistic picture. Okay. For this musician, so she is. She happens to be a very dedicated animal protection activist. Okay. And she has been boycotting the use of of animal fur, and because of this, she was thus elected by an animal protection group as the best dressed celebrity. The best. Okay. So、because、an animal rights group, right? Yeah. Because she doesn't use fur. Yeah. <laughs> and、um, she has been. She currently serves as an ambassador for. Uh, United Nations Children's Fund. 
Okay. Ch- children's fund. So she's a humanitarian, huh? A hum- humanitarian All activist. Right. And Society for the Pre- Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. Mm. Animals Asia Foundation and Care for Children. And all- she's also been involved with PETA, a people okay. for the ethical treatment of animals. They probably gave her that title. Because I think we had another I didn't musician. read this title. I'm pretty sure they gave her that title. Because yeah, the last gave- time we talked about Fei Wong. Fei Wong and right. they gave her the sexiest vegetarian. I think Fei Wong <laughs> is the one and only. That's why. Because I didn't read they ever gave that title to this musician. Yeah. So it's only a special award title for okay, Fei Wong only. Okay, okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and uh, since 2004, she has been very active in protecting Asi- Asiatic black bears. Okay. Yeah, and she even donated the ticket sales from her concert in Chengdu and donated all that money to buy honey for black bears. I guess when you're balling like that and you got that kind of money, I guess you can donate to whatever, whatever. saving saving the forests and and feeding the the bears. I mean, that's pretty awesome. I'm not I'm not, I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying. Yeah. You know, it just and, lets and me don't mind, It just lets uh, me know where her inc- her income bracket is. Yeah, and we don't <laughs> mind uh, donating a bit of her to us as well. Yeah, of course. I to mean, support yeah, this podcast. That's right. Dude. We're promoting her music and she is awesome. Hope she's listening yes. right now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right. So is it time to guess? What do you think? I think I might have somebody in mind. Wow, TJ yeah. already cannot wait, but we are at the end of all the facts. Nice, nice. Because I think you mentioned uh, that movie Man of Tai Chi, and I just watched it like a, a, a few weeks ago. So Did I'm you like, pay attention to the cast? Uh, <laughs> there, again, there's, there's the really hot... Girl, of course, the um, the girl that uh, the main actor was trying to uh, to get with the whole movie, and then there was a, a, uh, the main actor is Keanu Reeves, right? No, he's he's the villain, and then okay, there's uh, there's the guy that's fighting and beating everybody up. That's the main actor, and there's a, a female lead in that in that aspect where they're you know they're, okay. they're like dating, I guess, oh. and or there's a romantic interest. And then there's another one where there's like, she's like a cop or a detective, and she's kind of a, you oh. know, like like she's um. And I think since this person <laughs> has so much, uh, she has a long history of starring in what forty said like forty something. Yeah, over films? forty. Okay, that doesn't sound like the younger um, actress. It sounds. But like... I just just to remind you from the very first fact, mm-hmm. I think there was. The, Second, actually, but so she has like a very mixed ancestry. So yeah. among these two female actresses, mm-hmm. which one might fit that description a bit more? <sighs> you know, I think when we had the um, when we had Kel in the studio, he guessed a name, and that actress and singer is really big in China. And I think that she was also in that film. And I'm going to go with Karen Mock. Wow. That's a very, I say that a lot, but that's a very interesting guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that doesn't sound very good, folks. <laughs> oh, let's hear what the judges say. You got it! What? That's yeah, Karen Mock. That's, that's, that's what's up, man. Wow, Finally. thanks to Keanu Reeves. <laughs> thanks to Keanu Reeves. I know, right? It's amazing what a collaboration 
with a, a Western star can do for remembering people. And, yeah, for sure. Yeah, especially for people like、um, in the States. It's the same. It, that's, for, that, that's the same for like, the artists from、mm. the Western countries. Yeah. Like Jessie J, she came here to attend like, a music contest. You guys, you guys are always talking about Jessie J, but I have no idea who she is. <laughs> <laughs> Then you should be lucky that we're not, we are not talking about her. <laughs>、uh, but that, my point is when you come over, when you have a connection to、yeah. people from this country,、right. then they're going to remember you more. That's right.、Better. That's right. Yes, so that's Karen Mock. And her Chinese name is Mo Wenwei. But she was actually born as Karen Joy Morris. Because of her mixed like, ancestry. Okay. So, so far, she has received over 300 awards and nominations in music, movie, and fashion.、Mm, wow. That's a and, lot. And she has been the face of many leading global brands such as Cadillac, Canon, Cho Tai Fook. Wow, those are some really nice endorsements there. I'm not swearing. That's, that, that's why she's giving、um, bears honey in the, in, in the forest. <laughs>、uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, but she still gave、oh, something. Some big、yeah. name companies. So, yeah, just, it's, it's all making sense now. Yes. And also in 2016, she was awarded the title of Cultural Ambassador of the Italian city of Birmingham. <laughs> This one. I, don't know, I don't know how to pronounce this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't worry about it. It's okay. Bergamo. <laughs> Bergamo. Correct me if I'm wrong. Some Italian city, right? Yeah, some、okay. Italian city. All right,、yeah. got it. So, the two songs that I have for you today the first one is called Hu Ran Zhijian Suddenly, which was a memorial to her father that、mm. passed away in 2014. Okay. And that will be followed by Yin Tian Overcast. Sounds good, Yunchi. And before we get to that, I just wanted to say thank you so much for joining me on this show. And you're welcome for giving you a win today, TJ. Yeah, it feels good, guys. It feels good to finally get it right. Thank you all so much for joining us on another episode of Pop Muse. And of course, if we blundered on any of these facts, And if there's any way that you guys would like to correct us or give us, give us some feedback, please shoot us an email or a comment, and we would love to hear from you. And we're going to go ahead and call it here. I'm TJ Reed. And it's Rinchi here. <laughs> Take it easy, folks. We'll see you next time. See ya.
醉总会消失。不想一路走来珍惜的回忆，没有你，我明白太放不开你的爱，太熟悉你的关怀，分不开，想你算是安慰还是悲哀？而现在，就算是。生命像尘埃，分不开，我们也许反而更相信爱。开始总是分分钟都妙不可言，谁都因为热情，他永不会减，除了激情褪去后的那一点点倦。也许向谁说过的谈的不言，我答应了谁说过的不知检点。总之那几年的感情赢了理性那一面。
感情说穿了，一人挣脱的，一人去捡。男人大可不必百口莫辩，女人实在无需处处可怜。总之那几年，你们两个没有缘。